It's time for the Disney Burrito, Episode 2. to Disney Burrito. Welcome back. Here we are. Here we are again. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Corinne. And you're listening to the Disney Burrito. Oh, wow. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of news that's happened in the last 24 hours as well as in the last week with Disney. Some great entertainment news, some fun ideas we'll discussing, and we will bring you the Disney dad joke of the day. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but first, you know, before this podcast is recorded, we uh, we had to do our Starbucks run. We're Starbucks... Uh, nerds geeks whatever you want to call it i yeah this is uh, by all means not endorsed by starbucks but unfortunately unless they want to you know we'll, we'll definitely take <laughs> it, it sure is fueled by it and i am i'm always one of those i'm an easy goer kind of guy at starbucks i always get a just a green tea with no uh sweetener in it and light it's very ice. very plain yes but it's delicious <laughs> and they know me and i enjoy going over there doing work as well as um just meeting people there. It's it's a lot of fun place to go. Yeah. And I they always look at him and start making it whenever we go through the door, practically. And then they look at me because I always change it. But I usually have something with coffee because I need energy. You need energy. <laughs> well, let's tie that into Disney. So every Disney park has a Starbucks. And to me, whether you agree with it or not, I think it's really cool. And I, you know, make an effort to go there every time I go. And try to get them to put Buzz Lightyear on there, but they won't always put Buzz Lightyear. Um, but, you know, it's it's something for me that, yep, I got to go there. Got to buy Disney pins and have to go to Starbucks in a Disney park. That's just how it is with me. It's always a check mark. <laughs> it's always a check mark. So you think you can do every park? Every Starbucks in every park? Oh, I couldn't do coffee at everyone. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> the snacks. Well, okay. The, if, the coffee, with whatever. With the girls with us, probably. I'd have to just to keep up with them. And and what we mean by girls is our two little ones, five and three. Yes. Yeah, because our big ones, they they can hold their own. <laughs> our 17 and 15 year old can. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, moving on, some cool things have happened. So you you can find us under the Mascapades Network. And there was a big announcement there as well as announcement on with the Disney Burrito. So we are now part of Your Story Travel. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Corinne? Yes. So I am actually going to be... Um, one of the agents for your story travel, and um, you can email me if you would like to plan your magical adventure at um, corinne.iman at your story, your story travel.com. And I will spell that for you because most people don't get my name correct. So <laughs> yeah. it is C-A-R-R-I-N dot E-Y-M-A-N at and then your story travel.com. Exciting. So and very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I've been uh, doing all the training you, and learning yeah. about everything. And it's been a lot of fun to learn all the really ins and outs um, of everything that Disney has to offer. And there's some really cool stuff out there. There is. It's exciting to to share in those memories with families mm-hmm. or individuals or couples. And to uh, write your story. <laughs> yes. To send them out on that story to empower them and and just the joy that comes from going to the parks. Yes, because making yeah. memories is just priceless with it your family. Is. So your story travel under the Mascapades Network as well. And uh, you can find us there every Tuesday. And some other new news is that our podcast was originally on episode one. We stated that we're going to be every other Tuesday. Well, after some 
quick thinking. We're like, no, we want to do this every Tuesday. So starting as of now, you will you will hear us every Tuesday on the Moscow Page Network as well as find us on iTunes. So subscribe, give us some comments, um, any ideas, throw them out there to us. Yeah. So really cool news. Excited yep. about this new adventure, not just on the podcast, but your story travel. And yeah, we'll, we'll once again plug that at the end of this podcast. So some cool news. So our, our news backing up here that we that we talk about since this, you know, the whole burrito theme, how everything is just filled in one juicy bite. So our news is called the juicy bites. So why don't we get right into those? All right. We have our notes ready and we're ready. So within the last uh, day, uh, Disney has revealed that the Lion King remake home entertainment release details are they're out. So the Lion King is actually coming out on digitally. It arrives on October 11th. So less than a month away. And with the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, you know, blah, 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 hitting the shelves October 22nd, 2019. So not too far away. If you haven't seen it in the movie theaters, now's your chance to either, you know, digitally download it less than a month or wait for the the Blu-ray, the, the, the Ultra copy. HD. Yeah. And with that, there's a lot that's going to come in. So there's this pretty long excerpt I'm going to uh, read, if you don't mind. So basically what they state is in-home audiences will feel the love as they trek behind the scenes and to the African savannah through the journey to the Lion King. It's a three-part documentary that explores the film's creation. So that's pretty cool. I know mm -hmm. this is Monday when we're recording this. And I know on ABC tonight, I think Beyonce is putting on a uh, spe an ABC special uh, a behind the scenes. So that's kind of cool as well. This will also feature a behind the scenes. So it's going to... Uh, Featured visits to the Playa Vista production facility where the talent, including Donald Glover, who voiced Simba, honor and elevate the animated's classic iconic music, which is highly iconic. We actually watched that with our family just was yesterday. That yesterday. Yeah, just the, yesterday. The original afternoon. one from 1994. You just, it's, it's amazing still it to this day. It is very good in that. I just, I forgot again the artistry and um, the animation. And just, we were all singing along, of course, at every. Quoting it, you name <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so also uh, the discussions with uh, Ferru, the, the director, and team who use cutting edge technology to create photorealistic animals and environments. And the filmmaker and cast, they reflect on the timeless tale that has moved generations. And it has moved generations. Mm -hmm. That was 1994, you know, and our children, you know, enjoy it. And yes, we yes, were kids yeah. when it came out. This photorealism, it's phenomenal. Whether you like it or not, it's still phenomenal what they have done. Um my opinion, and we'll get back to this without going down that rabbit hole, is I don't prefer photorealism so much. I'd rather watch a nature documentary. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the the classic 2D animated version that they did in 1994. But, you know, this is phenomenal technology that they have that they have done and what they've accomplished. Um, where was I? The extras also include more to be seen, layer by layer progressions of some of the film's most iconic moments. Lyric video of Never Too Late by Elton John. And I believe he's actually on a tour right now. And music video for uh, Spirit by Beyonce. Scene belongs to the film's unforgettable songs and feature of the Protect the Pride campaign, which focuses on protecting and revitalizing the lion population. In The Lion King, uh, the pioneering filmmaking techniques bring treasured characters to life in a whole new way. So Simba idolizes his father. We know this, King Mufasa. And he takes to heart his own royal destiny. But, of course, we know in the movie, not everyone in the kingdom celebrates the new Cubs' arrival. Scar, Mufasa's brother, uh, and former heir to the throne, has plans of his own. The Battle of Pride Rock is ravaged with betrayal, tragedy, and drama. 
ultimately resulting in Simba's exile. So a little bit of spoiler if you haven't seen either of the Lion King <laughs> I hope you've uh, versions. seen at least one of yeah. them. <laughs> With help from a curious pair of newfound friends, Simba will have to figure out how to grow up and take back what is rightfully his. Uh, so the all-star cast includes Donald Glover as Simba, Beyonce, uh, Knowles Carter as Nala, James Earl Jones, classic, as Mufasa. <laughs> and I'm going to butcher this name, so sorry, listeners. Uh, Chueto Ejiofor. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. As Scar. And Seth Rogen as Pumbaa and Billy Eichner as Timon. So some of the themes they're including uh, on this digital exclusive is Pride Landspedia. So this is pretty cool. Listen to this. We joke about this in our family. Dung beetles, if you all know what dung beetles are. Uh, they, the Dun Beetles in this uh, exclusive shares the importance of his role in the African savanna in a fun bug's eye view of the land and its inhabitants. Think That'll about that. Fun. A Dun Beetle. I don't know if he's going to be rolling poop across the savanna and, and stopping and resting. I can see that, you know, a little leg wiping in, his right. sweat off the antenna. And, uh, he runs into the different animals and right. maybe talks about them or something, but who knows. <laughs> uh, the Blu-ray and digital bonus, the journey to the Lion King, the music, you go inside the studio, the magic, discover how the filmmakers blended the traditional filmmaking techniques with virtual reality. Mind blowing right there. Yes. Timeless tale. Uh, reflect on the story that's moved the generations and uh, there's a section called more to be seen uh, which is the recording studio and layer by layer progression some of the most iconic moments in the lion king and that to me is a lot of fun to watch today on youtube i was watching <clears throat> excuse me um it was the last 30 years of um disney uh, actors well actors that, that did disney movies like robin williams and so forth really? just in the studio and it's just it's fun to watch them yes. record and, and how they act and I've bring their personality. That. So that's really neat. They'll cover the circle of life, peel back the layers effects that go behind the scenes of the musical moments. I just can't wait to be keen. So they'll see all those effects. Uh, Akuna Matata uh, joined with Donald Glover and Simba, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, Billy Eichner as Timon in the studio for the making of this memorable scene. So that's that's a lot of fun. I really do hope that they honor, which I think they will all those animators and the directors that produced the very first Lion yes. King. I really, yeah. I really hope to see that and, and the empowerment and inspiration they had on that too. Um, some of the music videos, never too late with lyrics, of course, by Elton John and spirit by Beyonce filmmaker intro, audio commentary, song selection of all the songs in the movie. There's a list here. Um, and protect the pride that we'll talk about that lion recovery fund and conservation highlights. So a lot that's going to be on that Blu-ray. Um, I love that stuff. I mm -hmm. like all the extras, uh, you know, just with other movies we've had in the extended versions and, and you just watch how they made it. And one thing that keeps coming to my mind is Emperor's New Groove. That's a, that's a cult <laughs> Disney film in our family. We quote that a lot. Yes. And uh, you threw off my groove. <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot in our household. And just, I always like going back and watching, you know, why they did this. And it's just exciting well, stuff. And it's totally fascinating. <clears throat> I mean, I know you, Jeremy, have um, grown up really getting into the behind the scenes and the and you've always been interested in the animation. And I didn't really understand um, before we met how much actually went into it. And so watching these behind the scenes made me appreciate all of the I mean, because I always knew the artistry was beautiful, but I didn't really understand how it was done. And just it gave me a whole new perspective and right. honor of the movies mm -hmm. and just really like. Now I watch them with more of an awe in a way, you know, knowing the amount of work. I mean, because if you look at some of the really old ones 
where they drew every second almost mm-hmm. on, on each sheet. And there were people that were doing this. And I just, that amazes me. It does. And so when I was a first year art student back in the day, and uh, we had some studio presentation artwork. Now we're going down a rabbit hole. But you, you, you bring up a good, great point. It's not a cartoon. My, my instructor, because I wanted <laughs> yes. to do a, a, a Disney um, a tribute kind of charcoal drawing of this bull um, that was out of a Disney book. And uh, we got to pick whatever he wanted and he called it a cartoon. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> these are not cartoons. These are not mere cartoons. These, they, you know, look at what these movies do. Uh, generations, it's timeless. And the amount of not only financial Yes. Um, investment that goes with this, but the time, the time, and the yes. artistry is is mind blown. Yes, you know? it is. Well, moving on because we can sit and talk about this all night. <laughs> we have a lot to cover. Really fun things for you parents out there, or if you want to do this as an adult, you <laughs> yes, can as well. I'm thinking we might. <laughs> so, literally, just recently, within the last 24 hours, Disney announced that their bedtime. And this is this is by the way, we talk about entertainment on this podcast. And what we're going to talk about, yes, this is entertainment. It's entertainment to our family. I hope it's entertainment to your family. So (laughs) Disney's bedtime hotline returns with Yoda, Woody, Mickey, and more. How cool is that? (laughs) So starting today, that is Monday. We are on September 16th. You're listening to on the 17th. And running through the end of the month, Disney is helping make bedtime routines more magical with Disney bedtime hotline. (laughs) Do you know what this is? Yeah, yeah, Hmm? I was. Yes, you were telling me about this. Okay. I'm, I'm excited about it. So it's on their second straight year. Uh, the Disney store is offering families, there's some more to this as well. We'll get into uh, families and fans, six goodnight messages from Mickey Mouse, Woody, Jasmine, Anna, Anna. Oh my goodness, can't believe I did that. <laughs> Anna and Elsa, Yoda and Spider-Man. It's a free bedtime hotline and it will run, like I mentioned, through September 30th and it's available throughout the U.S. So to play the messages, callers will need to dial. I'm going to give you this number. It's one 877 and then spell out Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y. And once again, that's one eight seven 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 mickey So here, here's the caveat to this. The call starts with a lengthy intro and a message from the Disney store. Of course, they're going to try to sell you something. It's Disney. <laughs> it's so, free, you know. <laughs> so don't hand the phone over to your children until you've navigated the options because they'll be like, what? <laughs> so the callers, okay, if you're calling, you can bypass the message by pressing two. That's number two on your number pad, on your phone, whatever, then choose from a menu of characters. So you'll get about four seconds to pass the phone to your little one. Press that to one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000. I think that was a bit fast. So have them there yeah. ready to sit next and to when you. When prompted, and... press the number. You have one for Mickey Mouse, two for Toy Story's Woody, three for Princess Jasmine, four for Frozen's Anna and Elsa, five for Star Wars Yoda, and six for Marvel superhero Spider-Man. We are definitely doing this tonight. Oh, we <laughs> so will. So much we fun. will. I, I, I'm thinking <laughs> what? What do you think? I'm thinking either Anna and Elsa or Jasmine for Leigh and Riley. Yes. I don't know. Uh, well, for me, I'd I like to talk hear, to Spider-Man. Yeah. But. And I'd like to hear Woody too. <laughs> yeah. So we can do that. Um, so here's, and here's Yoda would be, I wonder if yeah. he's like, good night. You, you know, I don't know. However he says his stuff. Sleep he always, you will. Sleep you will. Yes. <laughs> or listen, parent. Listen to your parents, you will, or something. I don't know exactly don't how he's saying, room, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Monday's bedtime hotline, it does. Here's the caveat. Launches a co- it launches a, um, a Disney store subscription program, of course. So <laughs> Disney Bedtime Adventure Box, which is kind of cool. Each story-filled box includes easy-to-follow activity cards, authentic Disney store pajamas, and adventure-based book 
uh, a rewards chart, stickers, and a special offer. Guests can also choose a bedtime deluxe box with two additional treasures that might include a pillow, blanket, towel, plush, or bath toys. So they say it's an over 70. 70- so how do you order that? Uh, I would go to the Disney store. You can go to the Disney store. This is through the Disney store. Okay. So you can go to the Disney store online. Okay. Or you can visit a local Disney store if you're near one. Uh, so it's a $70. They say it's over $70 of value and you get it low as $54.99 uh, is what Disney said in their release. Okay. So it's kind of cool. So just remember uh, you dial it, wait that four seconds, press number two. Then you're going to choose one through six for which character you want to wish them a good night. So that is fun. That will be fun. That That is, that is a I lot of fun. I want to record um, the kids' reactions to it too. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Because we could act like we're talking to them and then be like, yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe adults out there, if you're weird like us, just do a trial run so you can have some fun. That's right. <laughs> uh, so no, if you're a kid at heart, yeah. not weird. We're not weird. We're just kids at heart. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so here's some other news. Uh, CEO Robert Iger of Disney has and you probably have read this already, but we're gonna we're gonna report it. Has uh, stepped down from Apple's board of directors. Um, did you know that? I did not know that till you told me today. Yeah, you're so, always the one that gets all of the news first for me. <laughs> so he he has stepped down. Um, basically, and then you know there, there there's there's good news at the end of this. Um, the two companies at, recently, Apple they had just had their their keynote last week mm-hmm. and they introduced a new streaming service. And we're not here to talk about that, but with with Disney Plus coming out on November 12th and Apple rolling out their new thing, you have a conflict of interest, of course. So uh, Iger has stepped down uh, in a regulatory filing just last Friday. Uh, it became effective Tuesday. Uh, that's the same day that Apple announced its long-awaited video streaming service that's going to be on November 1st, and it costs $5 a month. So yes, it's less than the price of Netflix, most popular plan as well. But Disney is gearing up to launch, which I'm more excited about, which we talked on the last episode of their streaming service, Disney Plus, for $7 a month later in November, not too much after. So the dueling services raised a potential conflict of interest that apparently prompted Iger to step down after spending, he was eight years on that board, eight years on Apple's board. So um, the cool thing is Apple praised Iger as exemplary uh, as a board member and one of its most trusted business partners in a statement. So there's no bad terms of him leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to do to stock one way or the other. Uh, but Iger did respond in kind as, as uh, he said, Apple is one of the world's most admired companies known for the quality and integrity of its products and its people. I know uh, we're Apple fans as well. And I'm forever grateful to have uh, serve as a member of the company's board uh, in his statement. So um, Iger actually... He's 68. He became intertwined with Apple back in 2006 when he negotiated $7.4 billion deal to buy the computer animation studio Pixar, wow. which was run by Steve Jobs, and he stepped in after. Yeah. So that made Apple co-founder Disney's, they were the largest shareholder, and Jobs took a seat on the Disney's board, which he held until his death in 2011. So now both companies are taking aim at this rapidly growing video streaming market, which we see this coming everywhere. Yes. And there's rumors of other places doing it. Well, even the major networks are doing it themselves. Right. That's also. What, yep. So it is, it's seeming to be the future of TV and you're going to have to stream everybody. It's very soon is what it's going to seem like. There will be very little free TV that you'll be able to watch, I think, probably in 10 years. There probably won't be anything except for info- infomercials. <laughs> you know, that's a good thought. It, it really is. And that's, I mean, caveat on that, 
Netflix, well, they pioneered uh, along the way to amass more than what, what I'm seeing here is 150 million subscribers wow. worldwide. Um, but there's big competition, which could slow the Netflix growth, yeah. uh, which is a threat that came into sharper focus early this summer when uh, the company disclosed its first quarterly decline in the U.S. since 2011. So a lot's happening without elaborating. Apple said its relationship with Iger and Disney will continue far into the future. So just because he's stepping off the board, there's still, I mean, Apple works with Pixar still. Yes. Um, there's there's a lot of cor- correlation there. So there, you know, I don't think there's anything really that's going to damage or hurt the stocks no, or anything there, like that. There are two different things also. And yeah. they just kind of, they don't have to be the same thing. And they aren't really competing for too much, I don't think, as far as that's concerned. So speaking of finances, though, uh, I found that Disney uh, is the Disney shows at Magic Kingdom are set. Some are set to end, which they do here and Mm -hmm. there uh, due to budget cuts. So back in 2018, uh, the Magic Kingdom had its fair share of hardships uh, on the most magical place on Earth. Uh, Just due to the budget cuts in this year, we've learned that there are more cutbacks that are expected to roll out, which is going to start at the Magic Kingdom, unfortunately. So I pulled this from... um, Walt Disney World News Today, uh, the Royal Majesty Makers, which uh, features a retired knight, Sir Sterling, along with others, will have their final performances in Fantasyland near the start of October. So that's coming up really fast if you want to see that over in Fantasyland. Uh, Right now, the calendars uh, for their show only last through September. Another show that they're looking uh, to schedule and end around the same time is the Muppets Present dot 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 great moments in american history over in liberty square uh, there are also rumors that the street parade will be scaled back to just two performances a day once the cuts are in place so that looks like on the same schedule by the end of september over in liberty square it looks like the muppets present great moments in american history is going to be leaving and then scaling back that yeah that parade uh, the i love the, the muppets make me sad i love they're... the muppets do you have a favorite muppet oh probably animal animal yeah yeah man it's so hard for me but i really like sam the eagle so yeah, when that's i true when too. i read about this in liberty square i'm like i, I don't want to even try to imitate sam the eagle but yeah. i really like him <laughs> and um i don't know the french chef oh there's a lot oh yeah <laughs> that's that's a little sad for me another scheduled cut including is lightning mcqueen's pit crew over at lightning mcqueen's racing academy at and hollywood that's so studios much newer. that really surprises yeah. me well budget cuts I unfortunately know. they you know and they, they, they probably look at and see who Who's visiting it and who's not? Yep. So since 2018, nearly nine different entertainment locations were affected by budget cuts, including the Talking Mickey at Town Square Theater and Jack Sparrow's Pirate Tutorial. So only time will tell how much will be more cut uh, the remainder of this year. So we'll see. But right now, it looks like a few cuts happening by the end of this month. Not much time to get out there and see those shows. And then, you know. We love to talk about positive things, but we're going to keep on, <laughs> unfortunately, with the, this is getting dun, cut, dun, this is good. Yeah. So last thing about this of what's getting cut, and then we'll move on. So it hasn't been officially announced, but there was a show with, with um, uh, Josh Gad. I don't know if you know who Josh Gad is, right? Yeah. Olaf. Uh-huh. Muppets Live Another Day was a rumored Disney Plus uh, project. That we would have seen where Kermit the Frog, Miss Picky, and the rest of them Muppet gang would team up with Josh Gad. Uh, Hollywood Reporter states that- Which would be great. It would have been. uh, States that it's been canceled. So there's a lot of other serious co-creators on this show. It's Oh, it sounded really, really great. 
Um, they reported they departed Gad, Josh Gad, and his fellow creators, Adam Horowitz and Eddie, I'm going to, I always butcher names, Kitsis, K-I-T-S-I-S. Um, they departed the series uh, production, prompting Disney to abandon the project, unfortunately. Uh, the show, which I mentioned, that they never officially announced it. Um, but the rumors about the show dated back early as February of this year of 2019 is when the rumors were showing. Um, you can get on Twitter on Josh Gad's Twitter account, and he wrote a lengthy response and his thankfulness uh, about it and wishing, you know, to great endeavors to Disney and, and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's just sad that this, the, I think the writing could have been, would have been really great. Mm -hmm. um, it Basically the show, what it was going to be about, it was rumored to take place. This is even better. Following <laughs> the events of 1984's, the Muppets take Manhattan. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so hence the project <laughs> name was Muppets 1984. Love that kind of mid eighties. The Muppets yes. take Manhattan was a great one. <laughs> you had Rizzo the rat. You had all the rats, you know, at, at the diner. It was great. Yes. And, and Kermit once again disbands the Muppets troop, but they reunite to help find a missing Ralph the dog. So that's what the premises <laughs> of it was all about. Um, According to the reporters, Leslie Goldberg, regime changes at Muppet Studios were a major factor in this decision to cancel the project. Uh, the team, they were working closely with the studio vice president, Debbie McClellan, on Muppets, Muppet Live, Live Another Day. I'm sorry, Muppet Live Another Day. Uh, but McClellan soon departed from the studio. So the CEO, Bob Iger, uh, then named Disney Parks Live Entertainment Senior VP, David Lightbody. I just think that's a funny name. I'll say right there, Mr. Lightbody. Well, Lightyear. Um, yeah, I know. I mean. uh, to take over the studio. Lightbody apparently wanted to take a different direction on the Muppets and reportedly offered um, a chance to work on a new project featuring the characters. But the three felt strongly about their vision for the Muppets. So, you know, I can understand. You're passionate about something. You're strong about something. And it's not aligning with what you do. So they decided to walk away from the project rather than throw away over a year of work that they had faith in yeah. unfortunately so the goldberg reports that the decision to part from the project was amicable and gad took to social media which i mentioned before uh, revealing previously unrevealed uh, aspects of the abandoned series um it was they had original songs written by bobby lopez and kristen anderson lopez of frozen fame so that would have uh, been great too. it would have been really great oh well <laughs> yeah oh well um so that got me to thinking. I uh -huh. love coming up with show ideas. <laughs> yes, you do. So I'm going to pitch to you. Just ideas. And period. if Iger, if you ever listen to this or the Disney Studios, <laughs> you should do this and bring me along on the ride. <laughs> Let me ride it. So here's my Muppets TV series idea. Okay. Picture this. So you have no convoluted story arcs. It's all gags and just oh, Okay. Fun. So like the show so, would have been. Right. Everyone either dines at the restaurant or works there. So the whole the whole show is inside the diner. Okay. And I'll get to that in a second. They're in this diner and everyone works there. So all your characters work there and everyone eats there and comes in and out. So it's so always... So you mean it's all Muppets or is it... It's all Muppets, Muppets and, and humans. Muppets and that. humans yeah. together. Okay. So you can have funny rat gags with all the rats. Yes. You know, buttering up the grills, you know, like they're skating <laughs> on them like they have. Plenty of celebrities come in and out yes. through New York City because that's where Muppets take Manhattan. So it's at, at the diner. Right. You have... I don't know why, but... Um, so why do you think New York? Because that's Muppets Taking Manhattan. Okay, I just didn't know if, I just didn't know if that was like... <laughs> I don't know why, but Billy Crystal keeps coming to my mind. So you, 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 oh, okay. But anyway, you have... You're, they're at the diner in Manhattan, and, and you have those funny rat gags, plenty of celebrities, like Billy Crystal drops in, and he's that celebrity guest, just like on The Muppet Show in the right. past, you know? Yes. 
through, you know, they always come through New York City. You always have a yes. plethora of, of, of celebrities. So they all can stop in. So the bonus is Disney already has a, a theme park tie-in. So they have, in Disney Hollywood Studios, Pizza Rizzo. Right. Boom. There you go. <laughs> have it at Pizza Rizzo. All these gags. Um, so during it, they have a small show space for music, right. comedy, et cetera. Cameos and gags are plenty. So you would get your entertainment while you're eating there. Eating. Well, you can watch the show while they're eating. Right. It would be cool. Even better if they were filming it at Hollywood Studios. Or if they were like the server's. Like if you had like the Muppets come and actually be your servers and like, you know, like Animal would be like, I don't know. So here's another idea. (laughs) Okay. I wouldn't trust Animal. That would be hilarious. See (laughs) him deliver spaghetti to my I'm just saying, you know, not that you would actually get the food because he'd get, you know, something would happen. Some of the funny running gags I was thinking of is Sweetums. Yeah. Uh, Big. If you don't know who Sweetums is, you can Google him, but he's a big, tall, full Muppet human figure. It's giant. He's all furry, big lip, two teeth, and he always talks deep. So Sweetums is always searching, but never quite delivering to the right place on a ridiculously small (laughs) e-scooter. It'd be hilarious. Stadler and Waldroff. Those are the two old guys. Always complaining. Making they those could jokes. be the critics they're all per- the time. They're permanently playing checkers in the corner yes, table. That's perfect. So this all, in my mind, it totally writes itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's in Pizza So Rizzo. like it would like zoom into one part of the restaurant as you're going along. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, it's just all in the oh, restaurant. Okay. You know how Cheers is always filled in Cheers? Yes, absolutely. There you go. Okay. I, I think you're onto something. Yeah. So. So Mr. Iger, if you are listening. Or anyone that works for Disney. <laughs> Or Pixar. You know where to find us. <laughs> no. Anyway, Disney Burrito. So, okay. <laughs> Moving on to something that may not think like entertainment for you. I love to run. Running yeah. to me is not only healing and exhilarating and frustrating, but it's entertaining. And also watching other people run is very entertaining <laughs> in itself. Um, so to me, yes, we talked about, we're going to be talking about entertainment. So we are going to talk about entertainment. And if it's at the Disney parks, it's entertainment. So recently, Run Disney revealed their 2020, their World 2020 Marathon Weekend medals. And these are really cool. So we're only four months away from race weekend for all those marathon runners out there. Uh, the the medals, uh, each race, first of all, has its own theme featuring some of Disney's most beloved characters. I know my brother Nick has taken part of these. I wish I have. I honestly can say I've never been in Disney Marathon, but I've seen many videos. Not just my brother, but many friends have done it. And it looks like a blast. If you're a runner and you want a fun way to go to Disney, do it. And you get a really cool medal. The and, medals are very and, and cool. the characters are at every mile. And you get to yeah, you get to meet the characters every mile. So it's it's incentive to keep going. <laughs> yep. So it features Disney's most beloved characters. And for the first time, Minnie Mouse joins Mickey Mouse for the marathon. Aww. Featuring a fun spinner medal as each race participant crosses the finish line. They'll receive these retro-inspired medals. So now uh, listeners. Uh, I have these pictures in front of me, so Corinne and I are going to be able to see these. But the 5K, the 2020, is a Pluto running, jumping over the 5K, smiling oh, with like his eyes it. closed. And it's it's all, uh, it's embossed, it's it's shiny, and he's on a silver background, and it's just, it's really, really cool. Then you have on their 10K, you have Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Looks like he's in mid-stride of a run or jog, and it's all black in the background, and instead of white, he's yellow. And then for the half, which is 13.1 marathon, you have a front perspective, almost three-quarter view of Donald Duck dashing forward, which that would be cool too to collect. I wish I can just have these, but eh, you got to earn them. You got to earn them. And then (laughs) on- Which is why I will never have one. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can walk it. Uh, yeah, I guess I could. Or you can like just jog mile and then take pictures with the characters, rest, jog another mile, walk it. Oh, <laughs> Go get a snack. It. Yeah. <laughs> then on the regular marathon, 26.2 miles, you have uh, in a Pentagon kind of a framing of the medal. You have Mickey in stride running with multi-colors behind him. And then you have Minnie Mouse. So... Runners who seek additional challenges, they will also receive additional medals for completing all required distances for the challenge. So they're celebrating the 15 years of running. The Goofy Challenges include both the half marathon and the full marathon. The Goofy Challenge features 39.3 miles and a total of one, two, three medals. So that is entertaining, uh, I think. So, and finally, <laughs> the Dopey Challenge includes the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the marathon which the Dopey Challenge is 48.6 miles of fun <laughs> and six medals. So you've got Goofy in silver doing his Goofy stride looking right at you with, um, it says Goofy in red, race day half. It has the 26.2 black uh, little medallion in the medal itself. 15 years uh, with the years below that. And what a medal and accomplishment that would be. So that's entertainment that is fun even to watch people run but what a, what an accomplishment to do all 48.6 and that say, would be something and to have that medal i put them in the frame it'd oh, be so yeah, cool absolutely yeah it reminds me of disney pins i wish you can buy these as like little mini medals like the oh, from disney yeah. pins that would be really that cool. that would be cool but you have to earn them yeah <laughs> what a better excuse to go you know, <laughs> yes <laughs> excuse me i need to drink my my starbucks green tea <laughs> Oh, that's delicious. Okay. So, you have anything to share before we move on? Except, yes, there is something in Australia going on right now. Pixar has a pop-up of mini golf. And it says, this is from um, InsideTheMagic.com. And you can go and check out the pictures of this mini golf. So this pop-up mini golf course may be a dream come true as each of its 18 holes are themed after Pixar's biggest blockbuster hits. They're really huh. cool stuff. So at the beginning, you you get there and um, you are greeted by Buzz and Woody. Um, but they are not, I don't think they are not like moving around. I think it's just like little statues there. But um, some of the major Disney Pixar movies themed after the holes include The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, A Bug's Life, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., Wall-E, Inside Out, Coco, The Good Dinosaur, and more, and many more. And there are several people that have put up pictures on this website, and they are so much fun. I just think it would be what website? such a blast. It is called InsideTheMagic.net, and it is a pop-up right now in Australia. And so... I don't, it doesn't say anything about them going anywhere else. So if you happen to be in Australia, um, let me see. I don't see. Okay. So right now, if you're in Australia, the pop-up will be coming to the plaza at the RAC arena in Perth, Western Australia on Friday, September 27th for a limited run until Sunday, November 3rd. So you've got a little bit of time there. So definitely check it out. The, if you look at the pictures, they just look like so much fun. Um, Cause I, the creativity that we're putting some of these, like one of them is, you know how <laughs> the aliens are in the claw machine and yeah. like the claw. So the claw is coming down towards them and you have to get it. It looks like you have to get it in it somehow. I don't see how on this picture, but it, the hole is actually in 
like you're How in the clock. is that? Yes, I'm just like, this is so much fun. And then, you know, I can see they've got a Monsters one here. Um, I like it because it's got like Mike Wazowski's face and it's on his face. Then they have um, like Cars one and oh, and they have an Edna one, which <laughs> Edna is my hero. Um, it's just really cool. It's just, I don't know. It'd be fun to go see and to do. That would be. I hope it comes to the U.S. Yes. We love mini golf. We're a bit competitive, you and I. Just a little. <laughs> but that, I would put the competitiveness out the window. Oh, no. Are you kidding? Well, I don't know. I say that because we're on a podcast. <laughs> but the entertainment alone of Pixar's characters out there doing mini golf is just oh, awesome. Yeah. And and just the way they did this, it's just fun. It's like a themed room in each one of these. It's just, it's really cool. That is really, really cool. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Maybe they'll come over here. Yeah. That reminds me because you just told me uh, at the Denver Art Museum, the Science of Pixar yes. is coming up. And yes. And whoop, whoop. We we're are, going. We're going to go to that. <laughs> yes. Um, Why not? <laughs> we have a cousin who lives in Denver and she sent me the picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going. <laughs> and she's like, can we come? I'm like, yes, we're all going. <laughs> well, that, you know, that that's cool itself. I, I hope, you know, there's so many ways to experience Disney entertainment, not just from your TV screen or in the movie theater or in the parks, but within your community. You know, that that Pixar, that, that Toy Story pop-up um, uh, mini golf is just another great example of just look into your community of what's out there. And then of course, the science of Pixar is coming to Denver Yes, and we get to go see that and enjoy that as a family. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'm excited about besides Disney plus, which we've talked about and we're going to talk about it again and again and again, but on Disney Twitter plus, I mean on Disney plus their Twitter account, let me say that again, <laughs> They recently posted, this is exciting for me, which we kind of knew or thought this was coming, their ideal afternoon schedule. (laughs) Hence the word, in quotes, afternoon, (laughs) which seems to confirm that the classic series DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspoon, (laughs) and Darkwing Duck will soon be coming to their streaming service. They don't say exactly when, but that is awesome. So cue the music there, Disney Afternoon, which actually, which is kind of cool. That just, you know, came out. That was back on September 10th. Oh, it was at 1990, I believe, or 92. Of course, there goes my Disney history yeah. out the window. But it's, you're the one who always has those dates. It's pretty old, but it was September down. 10th. I I do know that. <laughs> um, so their 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 tweet on the Disney Plus account was really cool because it said nobody colon blank. Us, colon, our ideal afternoon schedules, 3 p.m. DuckTales, 3.30 p.m. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, 4 p.m. Tailspin, 4.30 p.m. Darkwing Duck. So it should be noted while it looks like these series have been confirmed Disney Plus, it's still unknown if it's going to be there on launch day on November 12th. Is that the same order it was whenever it was on TV, whenever we were I believe it was, yes, because Gummy Bears actually... And that came on was prior, was I think before DuckTales or after. Now I need to do some checking on that. But yes... Uh, That's what I was thinking. The newer shows typically would go on the end. On the end, right. So you had bonkers that came in the late yeah. years of it or the late. Because I remember like getting too. home from school and mm-hmm. some days not like getting the whole thing because depending on the bus schedule that day, whether I was able to see all of them or not. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yes. I cannot. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. There's so much. Are they going so to watch those? Do you think? 
I don't know. You know, there is an article out there, which I did not, uh, we did not talk about, but they are, there are rumors. There are some things that they're going, I don't know about that, but they're going to probably not allow binge watching on certain shows, right. like probably. such as the Mandalorian. Right. I'm believing on their new ones. Well, I believe on the but, new ones. They, they, right. that makes it more fun and mm-hmm. more like you're actually enjoying it. But whenever you, the old ones, I would hope that you could just say, you know, like, like on Netflix where all of the, you know, you can watch any of the episodes and just watch three or four in a row and then. Right. Because that would be so much fun to oh, well, let our kids watch. The original as well. Yes. I mean, yeah. Because we've watched oh. the new ones recently and those are great. But I love those. Those yeah. are wonderful. Oh, they are great. But I, I still think it'd be fun to watch, let our kids see what we saw. Right. And what well, made us fall in love with those? We do characters. have the we do have the volume sets of Gummy Bears, Darkwing yes. Duck, and Tailspin. Right. We don't have Rescue Rangers, but um, so they have seen them and nostalgia all over again. It's going to be great. And that time frame, I loved. That was in the golden years, the golden age of, mm-hmm. of of animation with Disney, and they really portrayed that really really well on on television. And that was whenever your big love for Disney started. Yeah. Well, actually, right before Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and I said I was going to be a Disney animator, but right. life, life throws you curveballs, and that's yes. okay. And you swing, and you miss, or you yeah. hit them. You but also it... met me, so things changed, too. <laughs> and, I, and I love that. But, um, yeah, so that's a great great thought about DuckTales. We were talking about the new season. So they've already confirmed that the first season of DuckTales reboot will be on Disney+. Plus. Which is cool about the new season of DuckTales is they have incorporated... The Disney Afternoon. They've had the gummy bear juice, the gummy bear juice in there in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. They've had Darkwing Duck. They've had the old DuckTales characters. Um, they have Don Carnage and his pirate, his air pirates in episodes that are reoccurring. Uh, so they have really incorporated the Disney Afternoon uh, into the new reboot of DuckTales, mm-hmm. which I think is so cool. That whole Disney Afternoon world. Yeah, because it's been fun right. to be like, oh, look who it is. And just being able to point out to our kids and start talking about some of the things that we watched whenever we were kids, too. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be fun wonderful. to be able to show them at all. So we know it's going to be a crowd pleaser. And like you mentioned, you know, growing up these cartoons ourselves, it's about to get dangerous. So <laughs> I cannot wait uh, for this. Say it right. Well, I don't do Darkwing Duck, so... <laughs> I'll just draw him <laughs> for my right. kids. But speaking of kids, now is the perfect time where we share the Disney dad joke of the day. Yay. What does Olaf like to eat for lunch? Snow? No carrots. Ice burgers. You get it? <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed that. We, I love Disney dad jokes, and I love hearing our girls react to us on that. So <laughs> thank you for cute. that wonderful break. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about the success of Disney, new things that are coming up. And don't know if you knew this, Corinne, but Disney had the greatest summer of all time financially. Can you take a wild guess at what I mean by financially and what was like awesome about that for them? Well, I'm sure it's you know millions because i mean every movie makes millions so and they had how many movies come out there's a lot (laughs) yeah so is it a b is it a it's with the b yes all time greatest summer of all time 1.7 billion wow 
Now, summer's not, as recording this and listening to this, summer's not over yet. No, not officially. <laughs> so, but technically, it's quite there. Um, wow. 1.7 billion. So, yeah, I found this with um, The Lion King Disney. And what they report is, while there's been a huge focus on this international movie market this year, there were a lot of ups and downs this summer for film studios at the U.S. box office. Sony and Lionsgate had huge years up from 2018, while Universal and Warner Brothers suffered multi-million year-over-year losses. Wow. Yeah. There's so many numbers that we could pour into that tell us which direction the film industry is heading. But no news was bigger than Disney's box office earnings. And what I really mean that nothing has been bigger. Nothing. For the second year in a row, Buena Vista is having its best year to date. And by default, the best year to date any film studio has ever had. And that's all thanks to the highest grossing summer any film studio has ever experienced. So thus far, Buena Vista has secured $2.789 billion from 10 different movies. 10 different movies. Wow. To me, it's like, that's not a lot. In my mind, that's not a lot, but that, wow. Which is, yeah. I'm talking about the movies, not the money. Which well, is out. You mean like per movie, right. how much Just, money they've wow. actually made. Which is yes. outshining, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. 28, so it outshined 2018. Uh, 2018's of 2.713 billion, 2.713 billion gross up to the current date. And so, and of 2019's total, will even pull... Further ahead with Frozen 2 and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And we will be theaters. part of that money. We will later this year. <laughs> yes. So just today, uh, Leia, our, our, our five-year-old, she was like, I can't wait for Frozen 2. And we're like, we can't either, honey. <laughs> and I can't wait till we do a movie review on that. Review on that. And that's actually coming this October, this November. Oh, my goodness. This November. So it turns out the story was the same for this past summer. In total, Buena Vista pulled $1.712 billion from seven different movies. That tops last summer's $1.473 billion, which previously held the record for greatest summer of all time. Wow. I can't imagine that. I just, no matter if you like the movie or not, Disney knows they're going to have people come in yes. and, and, and spend the money on that. Whether you like the new remakes, whether you don't. What, well, because some people watch them just to find out what they were like. They're going to spend the money. Yeah. And, of course, it's going to report this is the best movie ever because of finances, financials, mm-hmm. I mean. And... They're going to spend the money. So Disney didn't have a summer break. One billion until 2015 when Avengers Age of Ultron and Inside Out hit theaters. That's when they broke the one billion was in 2015. Wow. Respectfully, those movies made 458.3 million and 349.5 million during the summer months. So altogether, Disney pulled in, this is in 2015, the summer of 2015 between eight movies, 1.092 1.092 billion dollars with the b with the b <laughs> so I, I can't even fathom that neither can i and just think of all these i mean you can get online and look up the next almost five years of what mm-hmm. they have lined up as well as untitled projects that they're working right. on i mean of course all the industry movie industry they're always working ahead but it's just amazing and then disney you know with the acquisitions they're just yes. adding more and with more Marvel and all that. to this billions then the following year, Disney topped itself again. During the summer of 2016, both Captain America's Civil War and Finding Dory, loved Finding Dory, yes. made over $400 million and helped push the summer total to $1.213 billion. We keep going up and up every year. <laughs> then the last summer, Disney finally had a film break, the $600 million mark, as Incredibles 2, yes. <laughs> That's Riley, our three-year-old's yes, favorite. absolutely. She's going as Jack-Jack, by the way, for Halloween. <laughs> adorable uh as incredibles 2's historic showing propelled the summer earnings to 1.474 billion 
That was, wow. 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 When Disney then topped that number this past summer, it was largely thanks to four movies that accounted for about 99% of that income. So about $510.6 million, a lot of numbers out, sorry about all that, of the total came from The Lion King, the, the, the reboot, the new one, while Toy Story 4 pulled in $4.26.7 million. Wow, not, not too shabby. Then Avengers Endgame made $384.3 million of its $858.4 million. Wow. So that's 44.8% of its lifetime gross between May 3rd and August 25th. Wow. Very short amount of time, 44.8% of its lifetime gross. So while Aladdin added on another 353.9 million, it should be no surprise that Disney dominated the competition. They it was a grand slam out of the park. I mean, yeah. bottom line, that's what that's what it's staying here. Um, Sony they came in second place this past summer with 705.1 million. Spider-Man: Far From Home accounted for more than half. And they were of that. only millions, not mm. even. Right. Yeah. Not billions. Wow. While Universal came in third with 523.6 million and a 28% loss over the previous summer. 28% drop. That's a significant That's a lot. drop. Rounding out the top five are Warner Brothers with 394.3 million and Lionsgate 314.4 million. Wow. For the record, so Disney's great full calendar year came in 2018 when the studio pulled in 3.092 billion between three, 13 different movies. So we know 2019 is going to liberate it all. Oh, yeah. And it's just going to go up and up and up and up. I'm wondering how it's going to, with with the whole discussions and issues with Spider-Man leaving the MCU, uh, going back to Sony, wondering, I mean, I think it's going to be a huge dent to Disney uh, with the no. Marvel Universe, but I'm just wondering what... How what, that'll look. What that'll look, you know, yeah. here and there. So, wow. You know, nothing more I can say about that. It's just... no. Money, money, money. Cue that song right there. And uh, Disney keeps running it on their entertainment industry. I personally would like to see Disney um, bring back more 2D animation. I know they did their last one uh, was uh, Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. I personally, I would like to see where that would stand. A 2D animated film by Disney, which I think they are the masters at. I think it's a whole new story that they haven't done yet that they need. I think that... I think the next ones that they need to... Re- I mean, you know... We're talking 2D animation, right? Right. Okay. You know, because they've got a new story with Frozen 2, but it's it's kind of a continuation. I would love to see them have a 2D animation of a brand new story right. they haven't done yet. And I don't know what, you know... I'm not that kind of frame of mind that I could come up with something, but there's got to be people out there that are pitching to them and are oh, yeah. I just, giving them ideas. Yeah. Cause they made a big deal about, we want to bring 2d animation back a little bit with princess and the frog. And I mm-hmm. thought that was highly successful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not one of my favorite ones. I know right. our girls love it and I think it's a great movie overall. Um, but I would like to see that artistry. So when we were watching the Lion King and I'm watching the, 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 the movements, the animations, and we're talking about the 2d version from 90, the 1994 version. And yeah, whenever Simba is running across yeah the savannah and just the way that everything even goes the colors of the background to him the way that he's like they just did so well on it exactly and i watch i really like to watch scar as well yes and uh the animator the head animator for scar was uh andres deja he also animated uh jafar Mm -hmm. i mean you can see a lot of different i mean differences a lot of uh similarities between those characters and I was watching just the facial movement and the way he would use the the paw and the claw by his face. 
and it's just wild the artistry and you can get a lot of great artistry in computer generated movies I, pixar is my favorite overall I won't deny that, but at the same time, wow, I wish they would bring that well, back. Well, we love Pixar because of these stories, and right. I think that's what keeps you with And they're movie. advancing and technology. Absolutely, right. and you know, and that's why we love all of these comebacks of these old stories. It's because we love the stories, and it's just a new way to see them on this. I, I so agree. Um, wow, there's, that's a whole discussion itself, and I'm, I'm just digging deep in my brain right now what I would really love to... To see if we can talk about this later. Let's wrap this up, though, mm-hmm. uh, with some upcoming premieres. Now, we could go on through many years, like I mentioned, down the road. But we're just going to just touch a little bit on the upcoming premieres that are in the rest of 2019. How about we do that? Mm-hmm. So, upcoming premieres. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Actually, next week uh, through 20th Century Fox. So, these are our Disney-owned uh, companies as well. Ad Astra. Uh, is uh, director is James Gray. Have you that seen? That looks really yeah. good. I'm. It, it does. It's like a sci-fi, um, cowboyish drama type action drama. Yes, it. like I think it'll be great. So, I agree. James Gray is the director, starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Ruth Negga, and Donald Sutherland, and Jamie Kennedy. Great, mm-hmm. great casting. So Brad Pitt stars. He's in. If you haven't seen, uh, for those who are listening, haven't seen the, the previews for this. Uh, Brad Pitt stars as an engineer and he attempts to track down his dad. That's what he's looking for. So he may have gotten lost in the solar system 20 years ago. We don't know uh, when he set off for Neptune in hopes of finding extraterrestrial life. And Tommy Lee Jones, he plays his missing father. So that's what we're going to share with you on that. There's more to come with that. It looks like there's like some impending doom for the fate of humanity. And some conspiracy as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's trying to figure this out, but that's all that you really know. But it looks very intriguing, looks very like it'll be high action. High drama, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. I am looking forward to it. So that's on Rotten Tomatoes. They give it 84% already. And that comes out at Astra. Drops next Friday, September 20th, mm-hmm. 2019. So October 18th, just under a month away, we 2019, we have Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So the second Maleficent sh- movie is, is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where you stand. I really um, liked the first one. I thought they did an excellent job of it. Of all the Disney remakes, mm-hmm. actually, it's not a remake. That's no, actually, it was know, a whole new, and that's yeah. why I liked it. It was it was kind of an offshoot of the story. Almost like an, it was like a, because it showed her before and why she was the way that she was, and I just I really enjoyed that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. Well, I think it's going to turn out pretty good. Um, I I think. Angelina Jolie plays a really good Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. Uh, I think they do a re- do a really good job on. on She's just a likable evil person. <laughs> yep. So October eighteenth, director is Joaquin Ronning, starring Angelina Jolie, Ella Fanning who returns as well, Michael Pfeiffer, Ed Screen, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle, did I say Michael? You oh did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sam Riley, Harris Dickinson, and Melda Staunton. Juno Temple, Leslie Manville, Joel here I go again, Ejiofor, I believe, E-J-I-O-F-O-R. <laughs> I'm not sure of that one. So this movie, so they're not quite done with the revisionist history of Sleeping Beauty after all, is what we see. Yeah. Angelina Jolie returns, of course we know as the powerful fairy who very much had a right to carry a grudge, <laughs> but things seem to be right by her at the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what happens here. What new dangers await? Because it says Mistress of Evil. So you're yep. wondering, like... So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But we do know, we now, we, we know that Deadpool's Ed Screen will play the new villain. 
And then a new cast members also include Michelle Pfeiffer and Chiwetel Ejiofor. I'll just say it's that, <laughs> that way. So if you watch the trailer for this, um, so Ella Fanning comes to Angelina Jolie basically, and she says, well, okay. "I think it's L. L. Ella. Okay." Well, cool. I think it's Al Fanning. Al Fanning. Thanks. Yeah, See, I'm going to butcher that. I can talk about the story, but not the actual <laughs> yes, names of the right. people who play it. Um, but she comes, and the trailer basically shows her, I, I, you know, I want to get married. And she's like, you know, my blessing. Well, I'm not coming to ask for your blessing. And so there's a struggle between the queen and Maleficent. And she unleashes her evilness mm-hmm. upon them of, of that split with the family. And um, basically... Maleficent is like, you don't know me, you know, to Ella Fanning. And then at the end, some creature takes Maleficent out and you see they're all the same as Maleficent. So mm-hmm. they're bringing a whole new twist to this. Um, I'm so glad you're here to not just be a part of this podcast with me, but to correct <laughs> me on how I pronounce people's names. If it's an animator or if it's a director or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so following that, November 12th, significant day not just for this movie but also because that's the day disney plus drops lady and the tramp so we have lady and tramp remake uh computer live action as well computer animated whatever you want to call it that drops on november 12 2019 romantic story this is one after watching the trailer i'm thinking yeah i might go and see this uh we'll mm-hmm. probably do a review on it it looks pretty good so director is charlie bean it stars tessa thompson justin thoreau sam elliott and it's a live-action remake of the beloved dog romance, and it premieres on uh, Disney streaming service Disney Plus. Oh, this will be that's that's my oversight on Disney oh, Plus. Oh, it will be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the leftovers, Justin Thoreau will voice Tramp, while Thor Ragnarok's uh, Tessa Thompson will voice his leading lady. Sam Elliott and Janelle Monae are also in the voice cast, and Disney dropped the first trailer of the film at their D twenty three Expo in August, and the. The tone looks romantic to me. Um, you know, so that's November 12th, so mark your calendars. Um, it's, uh, you know, Bella Note. <laughs> One thing in the trailer, they have someone else singing it. I didn't quite see who was singing that song, but I will miss, I like the old big Italian guy, you know, in the alleyway singing that. So yes. uh, we'll see how this turns out. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Disney Plus, November 12th. Big day for that. And then on that same day on Disney Plus, the movie Noel. So they're kind of like saying this is almost like their version, not their version of Elf, but an Elf-like comedy, yes. Christmas comedy. Director is Mark Lawrence, starring Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader, who I think is a funny guy, Billy Eichner, Shirley MacLaine, and Julie Haggerty. So in this movie, Noel, Anna Kendrick stars as Santa's daughter. Noel Kringle, that's her name, Noel Kringle. Mm-hmm. I like that name. Hey, and Bill Hader is Santa's son, and he becomes the new Santa. So I don't know if you're sold on this. But <laughs> the new Christmas flick from Disney is giving us that elf vibe in mm-hmm. a way, with Kendrick's Noel hitting L.A. to find Hader's Santa after he caves under pressure of the job and flees the North Pole. So can she save Santa in Christmas? One of those kind of stories. The movie is available on Disney Plus on November 12th. So basically, the I think it's a good trailer. It shows her, starts with her singing, trying to call a flying reindeer, and then the flying reindeer comes. And 
they're getting ready for Bill Hader, who's Santa's son. It's time for him to take the reins. Mm -hmm. uh, a little pun there. Uh, and be Santa. And he really doesn't know if he wants to be Santa. And yeah. so she's like, hey, you need to take a um, take some time off. Take the weekend off. But he kind of disappears. So they go in panic mode. And, and Anna Kendrick, who plays Noel, and Sharon McLean, mother, goes out to find Bill Hader to get Santa back doing his job, his duties. So... I think it's going to be a fun... I wouldn't go to the movie theater, actually, in my opinion, right. to see this. And that's coming on Disney+. That's Plus. on Disney+. Plus, yeah. So we will yeah, we will probably see watch it. that. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely will. We'll check will. it out. We will. So 20th Century Fox is putting out... Now, I'm excited about this. <laughs> um, Disney has them putting out Ford vs. Ferrari, which drops November 14th, 2018. Director uh, is James Mangold. So... Two I'm major actually, actors. I'm actually really looking forward to this, even though I'm not a car person, but watching the story of it and knowing the story behind it, I think that it'll be a lot of fun to see. It will. We have Christian Bale and you have Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's going to be cool. <laughs> it will be. And if you like Ford, Shelby's, awesome. And Ferraris, awesome. Yes. And this, and it's based on a historical, you know, it's, it's a true story. Mm -hmm. It's a non-fictional story. So... So this biopic will follow automotive designer Carol Chevy, played by Matt Damon, and the driver Ken Miles, which is Christian Bale, who leads a team tasked with building the car that would end Ferrari's reign at the infamous 24 Hour of Le Mans. There's an awesome YouTube uh, documentary out there. You yes, can so look into this. we watched that a few years ago, and that's what really got me into, like, okay, that's a really cool story. And these are phenomenal cars if you've seen them in person. Yes. Trust me, they're awesome. <laughs> Other cast members include John Berthnall, also as the executive, auto executive, Lee LaCocca, and Tracy Lights as Ford Motor Company scion Henry Ford II. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives us already an 88%. I think it's going to do well at the box office. I think it's going to be, uh, for those who don't even like cars, just for the historical aspect of an American car and what they went through to beat Ferrari mm -hmm. and what that car is to the consumer today, uh, the Shelby. It's a oh, phenomenal story, phenomenal cars. Only a couple more we're going to talk about. We have which our daughters we mentioned are quite excited for. Frozen 2, November 22nd. Fun yes. movie to go see right before Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving time. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're bringing the directors, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee, and we will definitely be doing a full episode review on this, I know for a fact. Mm -hmm. We may even have uh, our daughters involved with that too and giving a five and three-year-old Actually, yeah. uh, one will be four at the time. So a five and four-year-old perspective <laughs> at that time. So, of course, we're Wait, starting. Wait, is it coming up? November 22nd. She'll be... Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Four and five. <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> All right. So we have the same cast here with some additional. So we have... Uh, I'm going to put your name. Inzel, Adina Mizell, Kristen Bell, Josh Gad, Jonathan Groff. They're coming back. Um, basically, these these cast members haven't been able to let go of the first movie since 2013. So we're going to have an expected avalanche of box office support yes uh when this sequel finally i'm hits sure the it will be sold out we will ha probably have to get tickets the day that it they start selling them just to be able to watch it i have right. a feeling we're going to have to do that so yeah much of the plot and other details for this film they're under wraps but we kind of know 
we have rumors here and there yeah. of what's going on. And the trailers are awesome for it. Oh, They're yeah. just amazing. Oh, the art direction looks phenomenal. Yes. Uh, we do know the new film will feature a bunch of new songs, including one which appears to be called Some Things Never Change. According to those who attend the D23 conference, will know that. And I guess they can't get out of their heads at this moment. <laughs> but uh, a new big song for Menzel, uh, Into the Unknown. The movie will also feature new characters, including Queen Aduna, which is Evan Rachel Wood, who sings in the film, Lieutenant Matthias, 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 I believe, uh, Sterling K. Brown plays that character. Aduna is the mother of Elsa and Anna, so we know she appears in the film's prologue. Matthias is the leader of the troop that has been lost for decades in an enchanted forest. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this is going to be highly successful. I don't think they're going to ruin it. Um, I, I think just by the trailers, by the, the talks out there, I know those are rumors. I think this is going to be a phenomenal holiday yes. hit. Phenomenal. And I think it'll be showing Elsa coming into her own and um, Anna also. I think it'll be really good to show their sisterhood again and their bond that they have and how they're going to help each other get through this time. It's, yeah. It looks great. It looks great. Then a month later, less than a month later, we have Star Wars Rise of Skywalker dropping on your birthday. My birthday. <laughs> December 20th. <laughs> Director is J.J. Abrams. Uh, starring, of course, Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaacs, John Boega, Carrie Russell, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Fisher. Of course, they have Carrie Fisher in this because they do have some footage that's already been yes. cut that they're going to be using. Uh, the third, and we know that this is the final chapter of the latest Star Wars sequel trilogy, uh, welcomes back The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams as the director and co-writer with Chris Torero after director Colin Trevero vacated the whole project. Uh, so it's a move that pushed the film's release date six months. So we yeah, pushed it six months, but I think it's worth the wait. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. The cast, which is almost as long as the text in an opening crawl, <laughs> also added newcomers to the franchise like Richard E. Grant and Carrie Russell, who, which was revealed at the D23 Expo that her character is a criminal with a history with uh, Isaac Poe. Hmm. The late Carrie Fisher will also be seen, thanks to repurposing of the unused footage from past films. Yeah. And in a sizzle reel shown at D23, we learned that Ray will make use of a double-bladed lightsaber Darth Maul style. Which, when you so watch what does that, that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? I think it's a Force vision or some, I don't know, some kind of vision. But you see her and she looks Sith-like at the end of that trailer. She does. She looks really scary. But they're known for, I know. on those trailers, to throw you in a and different direction. sometimes not even have it in the final movie. And hence the Rise of Skywalker. So I think it's going to be a good ending uh, for the Star Wars trilogy, sequel trilogy and moving on to bigger and better things in the Star Wars universe to come. So looking forward to that. I know as a family we'll be seeing that. Mm-hmm. And then the final movie of 2019, which is through 20th Century Fox, is another animated feature called Spies in Disguise. And that drops on Christmas Day. The two directors, Nick Bruno and Troy Quayne, starring Will Smith and Tom Holland and Rashida Jones. And I have have no idea about this one. So it's an animated... Okay, so Will Smith plays a spy. And you have Tom Holland playing some kind of geek guy that does some things. Rashida Jones, um, you know who she is, right? Mm -hmm. Parks and Rec. Okay, so it's a family-friendly movie. It's tailored for those who need to escape the multiplex during the holidays, is what they state. <laughs> so Will Smith voicing the world's most awesome spy guy, who becomes, aka, quote-unquote, the fly guy. So Lance Sterling and Holland, as a socially inept gadget whiz, the two team must come together to save the world. Only one problem, Sterling, Will Smith, has been turned into a pigeon. So he turns into a pigeon if you watch the trailer. <laughs> okay. uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, so we'll... 
to me, overall, the art direction looked good just from a short little trailer. Uh, the character design looked good. The story, I don't know. We'll see how that looks mm -hmm. and what that does. It comes out Christmas Day. It's one of those kind of movies you go out as a family and see if that's your thing on Christmas Day or, you know, within mm -hmm. that time frame of the holidays. Right. So we'll see how that does. But I think with Star Wars, just the hype of that alone will be successful at the box office, regardless of the... There's always going to be negative oh, yeah. with Star Wars, but regardless of the positive negative, I think Frozen 2 is going to hit it out of the box office for Disney. I think Ford vs. Ferrari is going to be one of those as well. We'll see how Ad Astra fills out. And Lady and Tramp well, and, and Noel and Disney Plus, that's going to be on that network. So we'll see how those go out. So there you go. 2019, not much time left of the year. Uh, a lot's coming out. So go out and have some fun at the movies. Get entertained. Yeah. Yep. Do you have anything to add? Get some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. And, you know, really quick, here's a, here's a little thought. Before we close up shop here, um, I think another fun show they could put on Disney Plus. I don't know why it just popped in my head. I don't know. They need a cooking show. <laughs> that would be fun. Wouldn't it be cool if Remy yes. did a cooking show for kids or well, they family? They had to be like that whenever Ratatouille came out. They had like right. some, you know, that, that Rachel Ray came and they had like this whole other DVD with the recipes. Right, for but it. an actual show. I yeah, agree. That would be fun. That'd be cool to extend that. And you have Remy. Uh, anyone can cook that would be awesome that would be fun how to make gourmet pb and j i don't know just something that that is healthy and fun for families to get together mm -hmm. that would be and fun. you could literally like this you can even go further you can put it on your computer or your mobile device and in the kitchen together chopping up the carrots or whatever and you're watching remy do a step-by-step -step what you need to do yes that you know, would be a lot of or fun. they can even incorporate oh man see we're going down the rabbit yeah. hole now you they could do all the other characters yeah you know virtual reality through your disney uh, yes. with your device disney plus and you uh -huh. see remy on your counter right anyway that'd be a lot of fun. i'm just talking because i love this <laughs> stuff so okay. that's the end of the podcast <laughs> we are so thankful you joined us today and uh, just one more plug. You know you can find us every Tuesday on the Mousecapades Network. You can also download us, uh, subscribe to us, give us four or five-star rating on iTunes. Um, let us know how we're doing. Any ideas would be wonderful. Like I said in the last one, this is an adventure, a marathon that we are going on, and we're excited to just talk Disney Entertainment and bring this to you. And also, don't forget, your story travel, Grin. Yes, so here's our commercial. Um, just contact me for your um, magical story that you can write with me. And um, just know that I can help you um, with all of your travel needs to any of the Disney things, um, any of the Disney parks, the cruise, um, any of the resorts and spas. And um, my email is corinne.iman at yourstorytravel.com. And that's C-A-R-R-I-N dot E-Y-M-A-N at yourstorytravel.com and just um, give me a text too or just shoot, shoot out an, e an email and just let me know what you're interested in and um, my number is 719-237-1292 thank you so much everyone we look forward to uh, visiting with you next Tuesday for to the infinity. next juicy bite and beyond <laughs> take care <laughs>